point in the building. Good morning. What's up to another edition? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. I am your hostess with the Moses, A.D. Walker, uh, in the building. Great morning to you, Mr. Goodson. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. So, yeah, this is going to be an interesting day. Interesting day. Lisa in the building. Great morning to you. All right. Let's see. Blessings. All right. Um, so today uh, <laughs> we are talking about, not that, we are talking about this. Bam. Playing your position in your relationship. Um, and <laughs> kind of got my wires crossed, but it's all good. Uh, we're going to have a special guest today as well. Um, he's running a little behind, so we don't have him in the building. Uh, Mama McCory in the building. Great morning to you. So, you know how we do. Let's see. Splitty splash. All right. Okay, hold. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. So, uh, before we get started, coming to the stage right now, uh, by the way of, okay, cool. By the way of Georgia, <laughs> outside the county line, <laughs> my brother like no other. <laughs> I'm a little sleepy today, guys. Oh, my brother like no other, Pastor Brian A. McCory Sr. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Gotta change my camera. <laughs> You're good. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I can do this. Eight three twelve. Okay. Let's see. I copied it. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and get started. Well, I'm gonna drop this intro because I gotta shoot an email to my guest because I sent it wrong, but it's all good. Um, so it's gonna give me a chance to do so. So listen right now. This is your opportunity to be a part. Make sure you share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Um, and be and get everyone that you know, that you fight with, that you love, be a part of this broadcast because we have a great conversation about playing your position in your relationship. We kind of spoke about it yesterday. Um, I just, I'm glad we didn't go too deep into it because now we have a whole hour and some change to talk about. And uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to share Sisters of Legacy from last night. Man, man. I mean, like, man. But we'll talk about that in a minute. All right, we'll be right back. I didn't want to catch Good morning. 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 This episode is brought to you by StreamYard. Ready to go live? Go to bit.ly forward slash StreamYard B-O-L. That's bit.ly forward slash StreamYard B-O-L. This episode is also brought to you by 
self. Build credit now. Go to bit.ly forward slash now build credit. bit.ly forward slash now build credit. Bam. All right. Got it done. All right. Let's see. Let's get that. Hey, Cheryl. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Um, morning. And if Happy Wednesday, everybody. Yes. Happy Wednesday. Happy hey, Wednesday. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, let's, let's see. Dwayne. Yes. Okay. All right. So, yes, like, like I said, make sure you share, share this conversation. Um, let everybody know that the BOL brothers, the brothers is in the building. Um, uh, let's see. Sorry. I'm trying to multitask a little bit here. Um, yep. Me too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so listen, I appreciate you guys rocking and hanging with us. Um, if you've not checked out, if you miss any of our episodes, definitely check out the uh, Brothers of Legacy uh, podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, it's, it is just as great as watching us live. Just as good. Um, so you don't want to, if you missed out on any of the episodes, uh, be sure to watch that. And why can it, why is this thing? Oh, that's why I come in the wrong section. All right. Oh, all right. So listen, today... Today, today we're talking about, um, you know, that's that focus. I got to focus. Um, is, no, where did I put it? Lord. Morning, Cole. Is this, is this, what up, Cole? Good morning. I'm having a a crazy broadcast day. All right, let's, let's do this. All right, so we're talking about playing your position in your relationship and mainly, like, position yourself to be successful um, as much as possible. And cool, he just came in the building. We have a special guest, um, kind of becoming a cousin of the Brothers of Legacy. This is second time on, ready to drop some knowledge, um, give you a little bit of professional advice as we delve into this topic. Uh, coming all the way from some town or county in Florida, <laughs> my other brother, like no other. We'll dig into your mind, change things around, and make things more better. My brother, Matt, genius in the building. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that intro. Good morning, brothers. Good morning, brothers. Good morning. <laughs> somewhere from South Florida. I'm from yeah, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. I'm, down, I'm down here in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. All right. All right. Happy to be here, though. Good morning again. Yes, indeed. All right. So, like I said, today we're talking about playing your position in your relationship. Um, when we when we last left off with uh, Mr. Genius, uh, we spoke about um, let's see, boom, boom, boom. Oh, like what happens? You know how the father kind of sets the tone in the household, um, and what happens when the father's out of place? You know even if he's physically there, even mentally out of place and things of that nature. Um, so I kind of want to delve further into that. Um, I think, let's see. Tested. All right. So Matt, if you can turn down your, your speaker just a little bit, because we're getting a little bit of feedback. I have my headphones in the office, so I'm, I'm going to mute myself. Okay. When you call on me out. Okay. That's cool. Um, 
So I just kind of toss you real quick, uh, uh, Pastor. So I, being a father, let's see, how long has it been? Has it been? Is, let's see. What's your oldest? Your oldest daughter is thirty-three. I was about to say. I, I you see. I want to just straight out call you too old, but I was like, okay. I think he's about thirty. <laughs> Man, I'm not too old. I'm just older. 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 It's all good. It's all good. I'm oh. not sixty yet. <laughs> That's cool. That's good. Listen, I, I don't I don't even trip about age like that. I just I feel like, you know, every year is a blessing. Every year is a blessing. Every year is a blessing. Oh. See, when you when you in your forties you say every year is a blessing. When you're in your fifties, you say every day is a blessing. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Seasoned. Seasoned. Just seasoned just right. Spicy, oh, <laughs> spicy. <laughs> Good morning, Deborah. Good morning. Um, and if I said if I didn't say what's up, what's up, Cole? All right. Um, in your thirty-three years of, of fatherhood, um, and being in various positions, you know, because you've been um not absent, but like the more of a distant at certain times, and closer, like the two that you have now. Of course, you've been in their lives a hundred percent from birth until now. Um, what are some of the differences that you found or that you've learned in being a father, um, in the various phases? So let me, let me back it up just a second for people who may not know. Yes. You know, I was a, I've been a single father. Right. That too. And, and then when my older girls got to a certain age, I felt like it was necessary that they, you know, get some things from their mother when they started changing. Right. And uh, so during that season, you know, because me and my wife came together, um, I was never out of their lives. Okay. We just weren't in the same house right. any longer. Okay. Right. So and I think the, I think those details are important. So when you say, you know, with my my uh, my younger girls, you'd be there 100 percent of the time. I feel like I was there 100 percent of the time for everybody. OK, because 100 percent does not necessarily equate to being in the house. Right. Right. Amen. Engaged is Amen. engaged, whether you're in right. the house or not. Yes, uh, and I just want to and that's encouragement for those fathers who are not in the house, but you can still right. be 100 percent engaged. Right. Right. Because I still dealt with the teachers. I dealt with, you know, when stuff went wrong, you know, their mother was remarried, but I had a relationship with their with their stepfather, you know, so all of that worked out. OK. Um, and we had some tough times, but but I would say that what I've learned in all of that is how important early decisions are in life and how you can make decisions in your teens or your twenties that may be temporary decisions, but have lifetime consequences. Right. 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 That's what I learned. And I've seen, the results of that, just speaking, just, just off the top, I've seen the results of that. I tell people all the time that, you know, parenting in your twenties is different than parenting in your forties or fifties. True. Right. True. Uh, because you're only as good as the information that you have been given. You're only as good as the, as what you have lived so right. far in life. Right. right. So, so there's a vast difference between my 33 year old and my 17 year old. Right. Because of where I was That's and where right. I am. That's so. good. That's good. All right. Um, that, that was good. Let's see. 
Oh yeah, yeah, sir. That's that's fire hot. <laughs> oh, because that that makes a lot of sense. You know, sometimes you, you know, you want to be like like a job. Sometimes you want to just have the experience, but you got to learn and you got to grow. And you know, if depending on when you jump in, even even with work, you know, you start a job at twenty or you start a job at forty, your your mindset is different. Um, you know, you you operate differently. You know, you know how to do things based on life experiences and falling on your face enough, you know, you discover certain things, which is, that's good. I like that. I like that. Um, so Matt, how would you say, um, the, the positioning of a father, um, and, you know, the kids relationships, you know, being effective, like pastor said, and, and, and I, and thank you for the correction. Cause you're right. I was, that was kind of my situation. And during certain seasons, like I wasn't, there but i was still present and still in their lives like you know there was no total loss like where daddy who's that <laughs> you know kind of situation it's just mm-hmm. you know i may not have been physically right there every season but i was always there every step so that is thanks for that correction um mm-hmm. so positioning yourself you know as as a father in your children's uh household what are some of the effects that you can can relate to um with us being present and in position, you know, mentally and not just physically, but just being there mentally? Um, well, first of all, this is an amazing topic. Man. I, I've always loved coming on the show. By the way, this is the third time, by the way. Is it? Oh, yeah, this is, right. We did Brothers Who Talk, no doubt. Yes, indeed. So you're, you're officially a cousin. You can oh, now go on the refrigerator without asking. I made it, man. You know what's up, baby? You know, the pastor is right. You know, we, we not just um, the father being physically there, you know, right. or being physically absent. It's the father being active in the household. And right. so there are certain things when a father is active in the household, they automatically provide for the child the opportunity to excel in specific areas. One of those areas is social competence, you know, making sure the kids uh, have that regulatory factor of a father. You know, one of the things I learned in doing infant mental health training is how fathers can deregulate a child to regulate a child because sometimes a father plays a little different from the mother. And so the father being in the household sometimes provide that understanding that you 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 can you can uh you can start going up emotionally, you know, right. like I can right. play with you and then the father's also bring them down, like, you know, bring them right back down, you know? And right. even that is a, a huge um, growth outcome for a child, learning how to have social competence and right. emotional, regu- social and emotional regulation as well. It even affects their learning outcomes with the father being present in the household. So I think for me, um, I am a father of four young kids. You know, my, my daughters are nine and then i have the triplets that are seven you know and even in my brief absence you know even in my brief absence meaning when i'm at work or when i'm doing presentations or around the community they feel the effects of it you know Uh, we have we have this thing that we do at least once a quarter we call it the hot seat and and the hot seat (laughs) in the family everybody has opportunity to say what they appreciate about the person and then one area of growth. And then we sandwich that with another thing we appreciate about the person. And one of the things that my kids mentioned to me was that I'm gone too much, <laughs> you know? And of uh, course 
you know, kids, they want to be around daddy. So it's right. never enough. So, you know, you know, I, of course there's balance, but the point is they recognize our absence. And of course, there are plenty of studies that talks about the consequences of the absence of the father in the home that you guys can, you know, mention, of course, but something about having the father there stabilize that environment, create social and emotional competency can even help the kids IQ increase based on having that father in the household, healthy father that is, you know, it's not just being there. The father has to be healthy because if a father isn't healthy in the household, they might as well be absent. Wow. You know, so these are things that you have to consider. You can be there, but if you're not mentally or emotionally or, and even spiritually there, then the kids are being starved of rich uh, nourishment that they can get specifically from the father. Wow. I said, um, all right. Cole said the father sets the tone for the rest of the house, even though Joe goes happy, wife, happy life. The house's emotional temperature falls square on the father's shoulder. Um, Cole's all said, I love that appreciation sandwich application with the children. That is an awesome tool. Yeah. I like that. The the hot seat and discussing, having those conversations, those tough conversations, um, you know, of course, as they get older, <laughs> sure, they get tougher, you know, because <laughs> to, to, they, they see more, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like when they're certain ages, you can kind of hide a little bit. But, you know, now it's like I seen that, dad, like I, I see how you operate. I, I even know when you're upset before you even say you're upset, you know. I see how your tone, you know, sometimes my kids joke about me, like your forehead's wrinkled, something is wrong. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's having those conversations and, and past always, you know, how pastor grew up, which is different than I grew up as far as communication, you know, he at least got an opportunity to express himself, you know, with respect. Mine was just like, eh, you know, be seen. <laughs> we don't really care about how you feel. Just you, you ate? Did you eat? You good? You healthy? All right, then you good. <laughs> you know, oh, I think that the emotional part wasn't really a, a big factor unless it was, I was crying or something. You know, like then then it cares. But outside of that, that became you know having those real conversations about how how I feel about the decisions that are being made in the household and things of that nature. You know, I think really matter. And I never thought it would, you know what I'm saying? You know, you having kids, you just, you kind of raise them how you're raised, you know, other than the the nuances that you like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to teach my kids that, you know, but then the emotional um, aspect of it and asking them, you know, how they feel about something, letting them explain certain things definitely matters. Definitely matters. Um, while, while we're on this topic, yes. can we tip our hat? shine a light i don't want to get ahead of anything i don't know if you planned on were you going to highlight trees nope i totally forgot go ahead okay uh so dr rollins with dr latrice rollins yes who is normally on here i don't know dr rollins are you on here if if you are please shout yes uh we have highlighted her on so many occasions with her book, Engaging yes. and Working with African-American Fathers, the reason you can't see the top is because the top is green. <laughs> right. uh, but this is her book yes. uh, that she wrote in collaboration with several of her uh, professional contacts. I think I have a, wait, I think I have. She has it in softback and hardback, so you might be able to see this one better. Uh, engaging and Working with African-American Fathers, st- Strategies lear- and Lessons Learned. Right. Uh, so I just yes. want to shout out uh, Latrice Rollins. Yes, and as Dr. you can Rollins see, awesome. 
I'm still in it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I like hardback better than softback. But <laughs> I want to shout her out because yesterday the oh, yeah. the chairman of Clayton County Board of Commissioners proclaimed June 2021 as Fatherhood Celebration Month to raise public awareness of the importance of fatherhood and the importance of a father's engagement with his children, his family, and community. So uh, Commissioner uh, Jeff Turner, the chairperson of Clayton County, uh, officially issued a proclamation. I have it here on my phone. There's an official proclamation that was presented to to the Father's Initiative, a Father's Matter Initiative to mobile. Oh, I'm sorry. I can put it on here. Uh, This is just a a, a picture of the proclamation by Jeff Turner. And this was issued to the Father's Matter Initiative. And, you know, we've all been talking about how Dr. Rollins had put this Father's Matter Initiative together with a couple of partners. She's been working with people all over the the country, but specifically uh, in dealing with bringing relevance or exposure to the fact that black fathers, African-American fathers are engaged, but they're fighting a tough system, a system that was not designed to support them. So real quick, this says fatherhood celebration month, a time to celebrate fathers and raise public awareness of the importance of a father's engagement with his children and family. And research demonstrates that children who have an involved father are more likely to be emotionally secure, physically healthy, and have success in social skills, academic performance, adult careers, and employment goals. And with fathers actively engaged, children are less vulnerable to the risk of childhood poverty, abuse, neglect, mental illness, juvenile delinquency, youth sexual activity, teenage pregnancy, substance abuse, incarceration, violence, and failure to complete high school. And involvement of fathers in the lives of their partners decreases maternal stress and reduces maternal morbidity and mortality. And Fathers Matter Initiative to mobilize fatherhood in Metro Atlanta has collaborated with schools, health and social services agencies, academic institutions, businesses, national and community organizations to develop a system that serves fathers as well as it serves mothers and children. And then he goes on now. I, Jeffrey E. Turner, chairman on behalf of the Clayton County Board of Commissioners, do hereby proclaim June 2021 as Fatherhood Celebration Month to raise public awareness of the importance of fatherhood and the importance of a father's engagement with his children, family, and community. So Dr. Latrice Rollins, we salute you, my sister. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. told you guys, they're going to name a school after that sister. Yeah, she's doing amazing work. Something with all the work that she's doing (laughs) with regards to fatherhood and engaging African-American fathers. So I just wanted to put that out there. She's doing an amazing job. Um, And recently part of... uh, a conference where we were building up ideas to help engage fathers more. Um, she was, she helped put that together. She's done amazing work and she's been doing this for quite some time. She was the old adage. She's not new to this. She's true to this. So it's not what I do. It's who I am. It's not what right. she does. Who she is. Yes, indeed. Yes, she is indeed. the daughter of a black father. Yes. Put that out there. Cause she has a, has a, her father's in her life as, as well. Um, Let's see. Cola said recently my father talked about my grandfather being present in the house, but not active in his life. That was uh, the motivating factor for him to be the father he became with me. Nice. Nice. Yes. Right. Cola said give uh, that woman her flowers. Dr. Rollins is definitely a jewel. She is. Mm -hmm. 
Amazing. Um, that's right. God is good all the time. All right. Uh, before we continue on, coming to the stage. <laughs> coming from South Carolina all the way to Georgia. Now arriving with us, none other than another one of my brothers, <laughs> Mr. Dwayne. Analyze and break it down. Goodson. <laughs> okay, raise up, take your shirt off. Go around here like a helicopter. <laughs> What's up, Dwayne? What's, 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 What's up, MJ? What's up, Matt? Oh, man. Morning, All morning. Right. So, uh, so, yeah, so as we continue talking about playing your position in your relationship, um, what are – so yesterday – uh Dwayne broke down some really great uh uh analogies about you know playing a position in as far as football knowing your spot you know the training the practicing um and so I want to ask uh Matt what does practicing or training to get better in your relationship look like if that makes sense like how do you how do you train or practice, you know, to be better in your relationship? For you, what does that look like? Wow, that's that's a that's a great question, uh, and, and it falls into the same conversation of fatherhood as well. Right. Um, I, I remember having a conversation. I'm not sure if it's on here, but talking about rites of passage, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that young men have the, the the support of the community, their family members, to transition in a healthy way. So that at every point of their growth, they have support, whether it's uh, going to high school, graduating high school, going to college, uh, dating, getting married, having their first child. I think all of those are uh, uh, parts of our lives are training grounds, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have the appropriate support from other men that have been there before us, have done that. Uh, It creates accountability in us as well. But I think the training ground for like, how do you continuously train for it is you make sure that you're maintaining your own mental, emotional, physical and spiritual health. Right. Because if we show up uh, and we're not healthy, then like I said earlier, we might as well be absent. So the role of a father or a husband or, you know, whatever the role is that we're playing, it has to start with us in mind first, making sure that we have it together up here, you know. And so uh, the way I would suggest that training should look like is making sure we even do the assessment in real time. And so that means you have to start asking the appropriate questions about where you are mentally, where you are emotionally, where you are spiritually. And if the answer is fit, then how do we maintain and uh, and elevate that? If the answer is, uh, I'm okay, then how do we improve it? And if the answer is, well, I'm not doing well at all, then how do we connect you to the appropriate resources to get you there so you can start maintaining and elevating your position in your relationship? You know, So it starts with the self-assessment first, asking those appropriate questions and having those accountability partners to be able to call you out even, you know, to be able to uh, push you a little bit further, you know, to be able to connect you to appropriate resources, to be able right. to allow you to vent, you know, right. to be able to give a, a helping hand if necessary, you know. Right. So having a community such as this, checking in with yourself regularly, 
to find out where you are. I think those are some areas where we can improve and train on. So, Dwayne, let me ask you, and then, of course, Pascal can jump in. Um, <laughs> and just saying it for myself as well, do you, <laughs> do you struggle with actually being able to assess in a manner that is like, yeah, I do need some help. You know, like, um, other than the bottom falling out, you like, obviously, everything is falling apart. I'm not really doing a good job here. You know, that that's right. one way you could assess it. But outside of that, like, with with you guys, you feel like the assessment of while I'm on this journey, um, have you ever struggled with assessing where you're at? You know, like... I, I, I used to. Okay. And, and when I say I used to... Like we we lie to other people, mm-hmm. but you know it's bad when you lie to yourself and you believe right. it. Right. right. I I used to be that person that like, wait a minute, did I really? No, I ain't go through that. I no, I really didn't go through that. That was all me. Right. I, I because I I used to lie to myself to make it easier to make right. me not think about it. So it was a it was a a way of coping that was completely toxic and unhealthy. But that's how I got through. Um. And then I realized that I was repeating the same cycles over and over and over and over. And I'm getting older. And I was like, I only had like seven, eight gray hairs then. But <laughs> it was like, um, this is going to be a long life by myself if I don't get this right. So right. now it's um, it's very easy to be honest with me. And it's okay. easier to be honest with the people around me. Okay. Okay. What about you, Pastor? Um, the self-check-in. <laughs> I was listening to went to Dwayne and I thought about Bible study last night. Okay. About how the children of Israel, when they were coming through Elam mm-hmm. and they were losing their resources, they, mm-hmm. you know, the, the resources were beginning to fade. Right. right. And they started murmuring. The Bible says that they right. murmured and complained against Moses and Aaron. Right. Dwayne was talking about, did I really go through that? And I realized, you know, one of the things that they said to Moses and Aaron was how they sat by the pots of meat and and they ate bread to the full. Like we ate till we were full when we were in Egypt. Right. And now you've brought us out here to die. So they lost sight of the struggles of Egypt. And were able to grab a hold of something that was positive. We ate when we were in Egypt, but you were eating in bondage. And I was saying how if you don't do those checkups, as Brother Matt and Dwayne were alluding to, sometimes your the memory of your past will be distorted mm. to justify your current complaint or your current right. downfall. You will mess up your own memory yeah. to satisfy today's need to feel down in the dumps. And you won't remember it right. And I'm saying that's why check-ins are so important. You got to do that self-assessment because you'll mess around and mess up your whole memory of things. And it can jack up your future if you if you misremember the past, if I can create a word. Right. right. So that's what we do here. That word. I like your creativity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I, yeah, that check-in. That check-in. I think I've I've struggled. Being being honest with myself, you know, just saying like, okay, this is this is where I hold myself responsible for, you know, this, you know, we're here because I started rolling the ball this way, you know, and and trying to understand 
where my part and where my role is, you know, and because it's it's so easy, like when things happen, oh, that was your fault. Oh, no, that was your fault. Oh, no, that was your fault. But you forget that, hey, you know, three months ago, <laughs> the ball was in your court. You know, you you yeah. started the game this way. You started playing this way. So this is why we're where we're at now. And don't blame me because you started it this way. <clears throat> and I think that's that's where, you know, being being honest with yourself, you know, being honest about who you are, your personality, you know, your shortcomings um, and and knowing that when the what like Pastor said, you know, your decision that you're making this year affect you five years from now, you know, yeah. knowing those decisions are are creating your reality for the future um, and and being honest I t- that honest with yourself. Yeah. We're at the center of everything. I mean, we, we can look at every analogy right. uh, that, that we see in real life. You get yeah, on a plane word. and they tell you if um if the cabin pressure, if the cabin loses pressure, these masks are gonna fall from right. the ceiling. What's right. the first thing you do? Take right. care of yours yourself. before you try to help somebody else. Right. You, you can't help somebody else in you're in a misremembered state. <laughs> <laughs> Today the word is misremembered. Tied into the analogy from yesterday, and I'm glad that Matt brings it up. And um Pastor so eloquently just weaves his way through it. But um yesterday we were talking about football. Yeah. Yes, the difference between high school football and college and professional is the, the rules, they stay the same. You got some tweaks here and there. But you change as a developed product from level to level. In high school, nine times out of ten, all you have is your offensive coach, your defensive coach, and a head coach and some volunteer special team coaches. That's generally what you got. But you, you still got to go to the gym after practice. So you got to work. But there's really no focus for the work except these people giving you the basics and the most foundational pieces of the game, helping you to transition. Right. Then you go to college. If you're lucky enough to be at a place like Alabama, you got some of the best developmental coaches you're going to find. But you don't always get that at smaller college. So depending on where you're in life, you might, you might have some developmental, but you might not. But in the NFL, they don't care whether you've been developed or not. When you get there, they expect you to be able to perform at a certain level. That's our marriage. That's fatherhood. When you get to fatherhood, we expect you to do this. But if you haven't been properly developed along the way, you're not going to be a starter or all-star or then a starter or then a a role player that comes in and does its thing. I mean, and this is the difference. This is where we are in life. You talked about the evaluation and and the accountability piece to, to self. It's like you have to get in the gym. And me and Pastor, we, we had these conversations sometimes. We talked about AI. AI, he he was the perfect package. But he talked about one of the things that develops you, and that was practice. Right. I, I didn't see it then, but now it makes perfect sense. Practice. And, and then we used to say, it ain't practice makes perfect. It's perfect practice makes perfect. Right. But, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Man, can I get on that misremembering too? Because I love oh, yeah. it. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, get in on it. Get in on it. Yeah, you know that, that story that Pastor uh, alluded to, the children of Israel. I love that story. That was one of my 
first stories that really opened up my eyes to the to you know to the word because I saw myself in that story over and over and over on how I would misremember a situation from my past and then repeat it in the present, you know. And that analogy of the children of Israel represents spiritual Israel, which is who we are supposed to be. And when we look back at it, we have 2020 vision. Like, look at them, man. They don't even know. We judging them. Like, look at them. Why don't they, right. they understand? They got fire from heaven, manna falling from the sky. You know what I'm right. saying? The Red Sea. How could you not remember that? You know? Right. But then you look at ourselves, and because we can't see ourselves, how others can see us. You know? And I think one of the issues of that is we have blind spots, you know, and those blind spots is, is what really gets us because we can see and we can call it out in other people easily. We can see a person, especially if the person is adjacent to us, our kids, our right. wives, our friends, our associates and so forth. But man, when we put that mirror in front of us right. and that light hit us like, ooh, yeah, maybe I need to check in with myself a little bit more. Right. To make sure that what I'm actually asking of others, I'm representing in the household as well. Right. You know, I'm wow. I'm the example that I desire from my wife, from my from my significant other, from my kids, from my community. Before I can uh, see that in them, can I see that in myself? You know, so if we can alleviate the blind spots, and one way to do this, if you have accountability groups, right. ask that question that we are afraid to ask, and the question is. What are those areas of growth that I may need to work on? Ask by five or six people that, and you would be surprised what you hear, you know, and it's not a call out. It's, 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 it's a love that if somebody can give that to you, it's because of an appreciation, not to minimize you or bring you down in any way. It's to call you out and help you grow, you know, create that accountability. So you won't have that blind spot and then find yourself misremembering, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Gotta bring it back. Gotta bring it back. <laughs> I, I, I bet you. I bet you a gazelle don't misremember that a lion's gonna eat him if somebody gives you some bad information. Right. And when somebody right. says, "Hey, you running too slow. You need to speed up." I, they, right. I bet you they don't get mad when they don't get ate. Right. Sometimes we sensitive. Like right. And, and you're right. You're right. But I, I say that only to say that when a person is giving help, it all it's always gonna feel like, "Ouch! Why are you attacking right. me? Why are you hurting me?" Right. But it's it's always the opposite. Yeah, it seems like that because this is me. Hold on. Right. I don't like nobody in this space. This don't right. feel good. Right. But the reality is, if I don't tell you this, you go about 200 meters and right. you're going to be somebody's dinner. Wow. Wow, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, Cole said, uh, also, when you get to the NFL, there are position, uh, there are position coaches to teach you the fine art of your role on the team. They pour into you in a way not even coordinators nor head coaches do. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um and he gotta be um promoted to at least at least stepbrother or something. But oh, you know, <laughs> oh, <cool>. at least <laughs> yeah. he's he's about at the stepbrother status, right? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, brother. I do. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, what's the term like brother cousin? Brother yeah, cousin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, to to Matt's point, though, I think it's part of the assessment process. When you talk about that, that accountability group, you have to make sure you have the right people. You know, one of the dangers of accountability is no one is if no one is telling you the critical stuff. Right. 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 Uh, Because I've tried that with people 
and I've learned something, you know, sometimes you go to someone that you think is accountability partner and you realize, wow, we're not close enough because you're not telling me the truth about myself. I know there's areas for me to improve and you telling me that I'm okay. I'm good. You know, if all you hear is that you're good, you might be talking to the wrong person. I got you. Right. Or, or maybe, I mean, and, and that's true. We're not close enough because then I, I'm only seeing a certain side of you, you know, like I'm only seeing or what I want you to see. <laughs> right. right, or, right. Or, or I don't care. Or I don't care to get that deep with you. Mm, that's yeah. Cause some that's, people that's, see it and just won't say anything because they don't want the conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We try our best that's, to avoid those scenarios sometimes, you know, and, say that again, uh, Matt. I said, we try our best to avoid those scenarios sometimes right. from creating that awkwardness, you know, like, man, you go, you really asking me about this? You really want to know? Right. You know? right. And so right. I, I think uh, to the point of uh, I can't, my, my brother to the, who just came in, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. Dwayne. 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 Dwayne, right. My brother cousin, right. So um, <laughs> pain, you know, the, the pain of, of, of getting that truth in your face, you know, but yeah. I think we, we have to stop being afraid of that pain because where does growth happen? You know, growth happens uh, when there is pain. You know, if you go to the gym, your muscles have to break down before they can get stronger, you know, before they grow back even stronger. I learned this years ago, but if you break a bone, it grows back even stronger, you know. So right. getting broken isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right. Change happens in the most uncomfortable situation. So as a therapist, when individuals come up and, and, and they have that area that they're like, Ooh, I don't want to touch that. That's where I probe the most because that's, that may be the area of most significant change because it's hurting, you know? So let's really get there as men, as fathers to get to those spaces that makes us feel uncomfortable, you know, Mm -hmm. that provides some, some, some hurt in us because we don't want to hear or face that truth. Be okay with that pain because man, the growth potential that happens after that is exponential. It is. And and being in a leadership position, you know, especially, you know, as a as a clergyman. One of the one of the pains of being in here is seeing my peers preach their pain. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm supposed to give you a message from the Lord that's to help you. And I'm preaching in pain. I'm preaching through my pain. And sometimes I I say this to people all the time. I say this to my family. You know, you can hear yourself talking, but you don't know how you sound. Right. 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 Uh, And what happens is, you know, whatever you're going through can come out in your conversation. I'll call it throwing up on people. You know, you want to help somebody, but your message is tainted by your own experience because you haven't healed. Right. And that's why that accountability stuff, man, we need to deal with this because what's going to happen is some kind of way it's going to seep out in your behavior, in your action, in your communication. And you're going to be sending the wrong message right. at a critical time because you haven't dealt with your own stuff. And I see that all the time. I, I had someone come to the church and say, it's so nice to get a, a clear word from the Lord because under my other leadership, all I kept hearing is whatever was going on in the house, whatever was going on in the pastor's house, that would be the sermon topic. Right. Wow. right? And you can hurt people if you don't deal with your stuff because it's going to come out. And you may think you, you know, you're talking real good, but you don't know how you sound. That's good. That's good. Look, it's it's I, I'm sitting here listening both of you. This is this is so much and so deep because 
I, I was thinking about working out. You you said gym and it it hit me. I've been out the gym for a little while, right? And every time I be out the gym and I get ready to go back into the gym because you know you get some stuff that don't belong in certain places. It's adding weight that you're not used to, accustomed to carrying, and it don't look like you know it should look. So you get in there, you're like, oh, I got to do some abs. I got to do some chest, some back, some legs. And that first day is like, good. I'm going to tell, look, Pastor, look, this was going on. I, I was out last night. It, it was this, and I, I ended up doing this, and I don't know how I feel, and, and now I need Jesus. And he's going to give me the word, and it's going to hurt. It's that first day of the gym, that first week, it hurts. You feel all that restriction, all the work that's going on. You feel it. it. It affects the way you try to move now. You can't fully stretch out. It's uncomfortable. Right. But then once you get past that, if you stay there, yeah, you start getting motivated. Right. Okay, yeah. this ain't so bad. It don't feel so bad no more. And then you start to see where you're growing. Right. And then you get even more motivated. And then somebody who you, you used to complain about the gym to, you're like, man, I got to go to the gym. I, I, I'm going to hit you about, hit me in two hours. I, I'll be right. ready in about two hours. And it becomes a lifestyle. If you look at football players, okay. if you go to a football practice, I, I can't speak on, on NFL and major um, D1 schools. But if you if you go to football practice and you watch kids and young adults play, in practice, spring, spring training, it sucks. But they're out there, they're motivated. They're, in the Army, there's this thing called, this, this phrase we used to have was false motivation is better than no motivation. Yeah. But you, right. you would hear the screaming and the hollow to get yourself through some things. David said, I encourage myself. I'm talking too much, but... All in all, work has to be done, and work don't feel good initially. And without work and stress, there is no growth. So whatever it is you got to do to get yourself in a position to start working, you're never going to grow if you don't start. And and after you start, you're going to feel the pain, but it's necessary. Right. Definitely necessary. Got to start. Got to – the self-evaluation. What's crazy is what what Dwayne is saying is you go from – dreading getting up and going right to struggling to leave right right the stretching must be done yes definitely definitely becomes the habit but you gotta get into the the change let's see oh there we go um let me make sure i get that sorry guys oh you gotta get into wanting more you gotta get into wanting different you gotta get into you know stepping up gotta get able to hear the truth you know, I think that's hearing that truth is probably the, the most difficult part, I think, of of the, the stretching, you know, being able to know what's wrong, sitting down with your significant other, with your kids, with your, your brothers around you so they can kind of pour into you like, listen, you're a great dude. But, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you're a little, a little slack in some of these areas that I see. And I think you'll be a greater if you did such and such, you know. Just a suggestion, <laughs> you know, um, and because you especially if someone comes with you with the, the same kind of problems like, dude, you keep falling into this because your behavior keeps falling into the same pattern. So if you change this thing, you know, this will change your life. But and it's being open, being honest, you know, and like 
you know, we said it, the stretching, it hurts. It hurts. Um, it's painful. It's painful. Man, it's painful. Let your pit bull not like you one day and want to <laughs> bite you. And you got to run a quick 50 right. meter. Just 50. Right. But you got to run it quick. Right. I hope your your hamstrings aren't gonna thank you later, because right. it ain't been you ain't worked that joke out. Do you think you're gonna <laughs> jump into a situation you need it, and it's like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not equipped for this. <laughs> and, and then right. you're gonna be looking stupid, like, oh, I got another divorce. Right, right, right. A lot of these, a lot of these things we're talking about too is that they are transgenerational. You know, these are things that we saw. Uh, from the previous generation, you know, right. I, I, I love my father and, you know, him and I have a really good relationship now, but I think AD, you alluding to this earlier, but sometimes it starts with what we didn't see or what we didn't receive from our right. father that, that, that is impacting, you know, us in present day. And that's right. a blind spot as well. You know, that's another right. blind spot because it, sometimes it even hurts to even call our fathers out. Because that has been normalized, you know, that relationship has been normalized as this is what fathers do. Right. Right. You know how I'm laughing because of what what, uh, Dwayne was saying earlier, (laughs) running from the dog. Man, that's what age will do to you. You you really get a chance to see your weakness. I was trying to jump. I was trying to jump a brush. And my knees was like, my knees were like, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. So I fell flat in the bush, but I would only know that because of, of the attempt, you know, sometimes we we don't even get in those situations to where we're making the attempts to see that we're falling short because certain areas that we're uncomfortable with, we're not even going to try to tap into it based on us not receiving it from the previous generation or having that conversation about it. And then when the area doesn't even wait for you to, to, to be ready and it presents itself, then it's like, oh man, you know, now I gotta now I gotta look like a you know like a person that's unprepared, you know. Right. right? So you know, right. looking back and, and seeing how you know the previous generation may have done or may not have done certain things that we could improve on. Right. Wow. 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 All right. So we got a we got a mouthful today. Got a got an earful. Hopefully we helped you out just a little bit, just a tad bit. <laughs> It's Tabit. Listen, before we go, though, I want to make sure I, I shout out yesterday. Um, my wife had a guest on who basically was going to talk about her COVID vaccine experience. But what I found out and what we didn't know was she basically was like an analyst for a vaccine and, and certain things. So she basically explained the whole COVID vaccine and how it worked, like more so than we could ever figure out or imagine. So you know, we always do the disclaimer, but it was like she's pretty much a professional. Like I was thinking about um, uh, Dwayne and being an intel analyst. You know, basically that's what she does. She does the analyst. She analyzes, you know, the different vaccines and different things. She worked for an insurance company and she's she did like some thorough research. So definitely if you get an opportunity to check it out, the way I probably labeled it, uh, YouTube is probably going to ban it, take it down because <laughs> it talks about the vaccine. But definitely check it out before it goes away. <laughs> you know that. Hurry up. Watch it. But yeah, it was good. It was really, really good. Um, but I appreciate you guys rocking with us and hanging with us. Um, these are the conversations I love having because it helps us grow. It helps us grow. It's one of those um those tough moments, you know, those tough conversations 
because uh, trust me, you know, as easy as we kind of talk about this, all of us have been in that tough situation where we had to hear the truth and you just kind of had to sit there and take it, <laughs> you know, just kind of like, yeah, yeah. And as, as much as your mind tries to defend it with the but, 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 oh, I got you, Sam, you know, it. we in this together, we in this together. Um, so it, it you, you're always coming up with excuses, excuse, excuse. But if you wouldn't have, but if you didn't, but, 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 you know, but not taking responsibility or onus for the actions that, you know, that we undertake, you know, the things that we do in re even if it's in reaction to, it still don't make it right. You know, just because some, someone did something and we react doesn't make our action right. Not even justified, you know, so we have to get out of that mindset as well. You know, even, so I talk about starting the ball rolling, but someone else even starts it, you know, as the man, as the head, we are supposed to react in, in a, in a proactive manner, you know, not so reactive that we attack or we we react in a way that negatively impacts our household, you know, so we need to maintain the temperature. So hope you guys received something. Hope you got something out of it before we close out. Um, Dwayne, did you want to share something before we One bounce? Thing. Don't let a punk excuse ruin your life. It'll make it harder than it has to be. Yes, indeed. Kick the yes, punk indeed. excuses out. Make no room for punk excuses in this in this time. Yes, indeed. Uh, Pastor, I'm straight, you, man. I, I just, you know, for me, it 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 always gets back to how God sees us. Right. You know, uh, I'm a king and I'm a priest. Period. Uh, in my in my priestly realm, I can go to the heavenly place and receive instructions from the Lord uh, and right. walking in my kingship. I get my instructions from the Lord as a priest and I'd come into the earthly realm and declare those things. Right. Right. Uh, so remember that you are kings and priests and that has nothing to do with your sex right. in the spirit. You are kings and priests Amen. with all rights and privileges to receive the word from the Lord as a priest and declare it in the earth as a king. Walk in your kingship. Amen. All right, Matt, you want to share something? Yeah, I, I, I would just like to encourage uh, the young men to get excited about fatherhood. You right. know, get excited about father. This is June, for, you know, uh, Men's Health Month, I think. You know, also uh, a couple of other great holidays coming up, Father, you know, Father's Day as well. Right. I want to see more of us getting excited about fatherhood, right. sharing right. our rich experiences and knowledge to the next generation. And creating a safe pathway for those who are uh, coming into father, coming into that role. I yes, really enjoy it. Thanks. Thanks. Awesome. awesome. So listen, before we go, Matt has a new book. I don't know if he has it in reach. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't have the the, uh, the book in reach, but it's a book that's called uh, Go to School Every Day. It's about yeah. uh, attendance. You know, after the uh, pan pandemic, you know, kids are trying to get to school and the importance of attendance and the educational outcome is very important. Yes, and so indeed. I wrote a book called Go to School Every Day. Uh, and I also have a second book that's called When the Tablets Ran Away, because these things right here are what our kids have been on for the very longest. And we have to detach them from that as well. So both of those uh, books are out on uh, on Amazon. So please check them out and support. I really appreciate that. Definitely. And if you go to his Linktree account and I put it in Facebook so you can click on it. Um, I'll put it in the YouTube description as well. Click on that link and it'll send you and you can go just click right to his new book um, and his other books as well. So definitely this this brother is a jewel and I appreciate him. I'm glad I have an opportunity to connect with him. 
Is there um, still going to be a transference of energy from South Florida to, to, to the Georgia. metro Atlanta area? Mm. Man, I told AD that my family and I are transitioning, man. So give us yeah. six months to a year. We'll be, we'll be okay. in Georgia soon, man. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Look, he that real come, shall come. All right, gentlemen. So we appreciate you guys. Rocky, we thank you guys for being here. You can still share. You can still tag. If you heard something that you want someone else to hear, another man that you need to like, hey, just check this out. Just give them a minute and you'll get some information. If you've not joined our text community so you know everything that's happened with the Legacy Walker Network, um, make sure you text LWN to 84576. Text LWN to 84576. Never, ever miss any episode happening with uh, Legacy Work Network, with Brother Legacy, Sister Legacy, and Purposeful Forever. Be a part. Be a part. We're all about change and moving our community from here to here. So we're going to get better, guys. We're going to get better. As always, I appreciate you. We look forward to seeing you guys in the morning. Um, And lastly, know that we love you. God loves you more. I want you guys to take care of yourself. Be healthy. Be safe. Um, if you need the help, seek the help. If you're in the South Florida area and you're looking for an amazing therapist, that's the dude right there. That's the dude right there. Beach, Beach Stone Counseling. Beach Coming Stone soon to Georgia. Counseling. Yes, it's so, soon. So, we'll be in Georgia. So Broward, yes, so Broward Dade, Lauderdale, Cocoa <laughs> Beach. Yeah, all of y'all. Yes, indeed. So oh, appreciate someone it. asked, what is that uh, LMFT? behind Matt's name mean? Uh, license L- LMFT? Is it LMFT? LMFT? It's licensed mental health therapist. That's what I was thinking. What about licensed the L? What about the F? That's what, <laughs> the F part, right? You just ignored uh, the F. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm a... Silent. It's silent. He, he, did F say, is... I, I, he, did, he did say what it was and it he was did, a license... Yeah. It was a licensed therapist. I don't know the exact. It's it's mental health, but it's a licensed therapist. Something, so it might, it might be uh, mental health and family. Family. Uh, and right. Look at you, brother. Licensed marriage and family therapist. Bam. Oh, licensed marriage and family therapist. Well, there you are. Mental. Licensed yeah. marriage and family therapist. All right. So we're gonna get out of here. Appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for get all full out coming here. You, That's rude. How you just go busting up <laughs> in my broadcast though? I'm just saying. I'm saying. You didn't say him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me go. Before I get ugly up in here. All right. <laughs> See you guys in the AO. See, now you made me lose a thing. I didn't want to catch Good that morning. Good 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 morning. This episode is brought to you by StreamYard. Ready to go live? Go to bit.ly forward slash StreamYard B-O-L. That's bit.ly forward slash StreamYard B-O-L. This episode is also brought to you by Self. Build credit now. Go to bit.ly forward slash now build credit. bit.ly forward slash now build credit.